The 49ers and Chiefs will face off in Miami in Super Bowl 54. We look back at championship weekend and ahead to the big game with New York Post sports handicapper Dave Blezzo. We also chat with three-time Super Bowl champion Randy Cross. All that and more next on Gangs All Here with the New York Post. You play to win the game. Welcome to Gangs All Here, a New York Jets podcast with the New York Post. I'm your host and Jets beat writer, Brian Costello. You can follow me on Twitter, at Brian Cos. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your pods. We are joined today by Dave Blezzo and Randy Cross. Let's talk some football. Well, we're down to one more game in the NFL season, Super Bowl 54, with the Chiefs and 49ers advancing. Uh, one more year that the Jets won't be playing in the Super Bowl. I know Jets fans out there watching uh, can relate to the Chiefs. Obviously, the Chiefs gone 50 years without getting to the Super Bowl, and now they're back. So maybe there's some hope for the Jets fans who are on year 51 without a Super Bowl appearance. Uh, we'll talk a lot today in the podcast about the two championship games and the Super Bowl matchup, but just touching on some Jets news here uh, before we get to that. Winston Hill was elected to the Hall of Fame last week, part of the Centennial class, selected by a Blue Ribbon panel. You know, I'm too young to have seen Hill play, but you talk to players from that team, that, that 68 championship team, and they talk with reverence about Winston Hill, uh, particularly Joe Namath always gets really emotional talking about Hill. And uh, he was very deserving from the people you talked to that, that played with him and against him back then. He had an incredible uh, Ironman streak uh, of years of playing and uh, made a lot of Pro Bowls when that started and a lot of all AFL teams when, he, when they were just in the AFL. So, you know, I think we focused a lot on Joe Klecko going in the Hall of Fame for Jets fans because that's more recent. But they, they didn't get Joe Klecko this time, but they get Winston Hill. In terms of the current team, it's been a very quiet January, very unusual for the Jets. Uh, not much news. The, the coaching staff looks like it's going to return completely intact, except for uh, I found out last night Steve Jackson, the assistant DB's coach, is moving on to Cincinnati. But uh, everyone else should be back. So some some strange uh, doings for the Jets. In recent years, the Jets have gone through so many coaches, and this is a good sign for them, good for the team, good for Sam Darnold uh, and the rest of the players that they'll have some stability with the organization. Uh, the, the scouting season really got kicked off last week uh, with the East-West Shrine game and the NFL-PA game. And this week it goes to Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. I'll be heading down there. Uh, Joe Douglas and his scouting staff will all be there in Mobile. Uh, obviously, this is a huge draft for the Jets. They, you know, they, they've got to improve this roster. That's why Joe Douglas was brought here. And it really starts in these weeks where they evaluate these players in the All-Star games and then goes on next month to the combine and then pro days and interviews and uh, visits and all that stuff before the draft in January. But Joe Douglas will be doing a lot of work in mobile this week and we'll see if he can find some players down there. You usually is, you know, the four looking at the 49ers um, winning this game, they were coaching the, the, the senior bowl last year in mobile and uh, Debo Samuel was a guy that they coached in the senior bowl and then they ended up drafting him. So uh, it's an important week for, for the scouting staffs. Uh, now let's move on to the uh, the team still playing. And I'd like to bring in now our producer, Jake Brown, and Dave Blezzo, our New York Post associate sports editor and handicapping expert. I guess, Dave, let's start with you. Um, you know, what's your early read on the line and then the total for this game? So the early line, it started as a pick em. There was some early money on Kansas City. This is according to Josh Applebaum from Vizen, one of our uh, 
uh, partners that we uh, that that we run in the post every day. And uh, according to Josh, the at William Hill there was a thirty-three thousand dollar bet on the Chiefs at Pickham that helped drive the line to one. It got went to one and a half, even two, back to one, and that's where it is at most places right now. And remember, guys, there's never been a Super Bowl that's been a Pickham. Could this be the first, Dave? That's the first Pickham in Super Bowl history. I think so. I think there's go- going to be uh, money on each side of the game. I don't think it's going to stray much more, you know, from one, maybe one and a half, and depending on, um, you know, the late money, the whales, as they say, when they come in near the end, it could end up as a pick for sure. And, Kaz, this is a very evenly matched game. You talk about a great defense versus a great offense going at it. Making a pick in this game, it's it's just too early right now, first off. And second off, it's going to be difficult to do it even up to uh, game day. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a fun matchup. I mean, you got Patrick Mahomes in this game who – uh, looks like you know the best quarterback in in football right now. No offense to Lamar Jackson, but I still think I would take Patrick Mahomes if I was drafting uh, this morning. So he's there, and this 49ers defense is stacked. They've had a lot of years of drafting uh, defensive linemen in the first round, and it's showing. So it's going to be that's going to be a really interesting matchup to see that. And the 49ers can they keep running the ball the way they have? Steve Spagnuolo did a great job yesterday. The Chiefs defense coordinator of uh, shutting down Derrick Henry after some early success. Can he do the same against his 49ers rushing attack led by Raheem Mostert right now, who I'm, I imagine most people didn't hear of before yesterday, actually spent six days with the Jets in 2016 for Jets fans to be depressed about. They cut him after six days. He never had a carry for the team. He was on the practice squad, I believe, and they cut him. Um, I don't remember him being around, but it's going to be interesting to see if the 49ers can still use that that formula that they used yesterday of just running the ball and playing great defense and not really relying on Jimmy Garoppolo that much. Well, I'm curious from both of you guys who are older and have seen more football than me, have you seen a quarterback in a game that big, on that big of a stage, attempt eight passes? I mean, you never see guys attempt single digits. He had the numbers of a guy who got hurt after the first quarter, but that was his whole game, and they scored 37, and they won by 17. Have you guys seen in a playoff stage someone do that? Well, you have to go pretty far back, but Terry Bradshaw mentioned on the stage yesterday when he was speaking with Garoppolo that it reminded him of some of his games with Chuck Knoll in the playoffs where he didn't have to do much other than give the ball to Franco Harris. And um, you know, also Bob Greasy in some of the Dolphins uh, championships earlier in the, in the earlier 70s, he was in the teens in some of his, in some of his uh, postseason games. Yeah, I was going to say, you have to go back to the 70s, really, to see this. And even, it was funny, I talked to Mark Sanchez the other night, and I was teasing him because the Titans kind of used this formula in the first two games. You know, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, and uh, Tannehill not throwing that much. And I said, I told Ted to Sanchez, it reminds me of the 9 and 10 Jets, where they relied on the run, relied on defense, and didn't ask Sanchez to do too much. And he said, at least I threw for 100 yards in those games. <laughs> you know, even those Jets threw a little bit more than, than – this team, it's remarkable when you look down at the stats at the end of the game and saw eight passes. Um, you know, my question for that strategically is, will that work if they if they are down in the Super Bowl? Like, because that's what happens if you can play like that. If you have a lead and you're playing in front, and they got to, out to such a big lead early that you can run the ball, but if if you're down, you're gonna have to throw the ball. And can they transition into you know having Garoppolo have to throw thirty times in the game or something like that, which I think is a big question in this game. Well, they were able to hold the Chiefs, uh, Derrick Henry, 69 yards. So Derrick Henry has been an absolute machine. So him to be under 100 
is incredible. Dave, this is a much better run defense in the Chiefs than the Packers, who were giving up yards to a guy who was on six teams in one year. I mean, we're not talking about Frank Harris. We're talking about Raheem Mostert. I mean, if you're if you're an average NFL fan, you have no idea who he is going into the last couple of games. The Packers left a lot of running lanes open. The 49ers manhandled their defensive line, I thought. And, um, you know, the thing is with the, uh, with the Chiefs, though, is that they were losing uh, 24-0, to the Texans, they were down 17-7 to the Titans, and they were still able to come back even though the te- those teams were in good position to keep hammering at them. And, and uh, you know, I was just impressed with the Chiefs. And, you know, their defense doesn't rank very well. It's, uh, you know, middle, a little bit lower than middle of the pack overall. But the under Spagnolo, the defense is good enough that once Mahomes starts, you know, figuring out the other team and starts putting up points, they're good at getting a turnover or a stop and, and enabling him to continue the role. Well, something Tony Romo showed, and he was talking about that, they were doing a goal line defense on that fourth down from their own, like, 40. I mean, Spagnola was aggressive with his defense. To do a goal line at midfield shows you they're not afraid of the run game. They will go after the run. Maybe they're a bit more exposed to the passing game, and they'll be exposed. Grapple's going to have to throw it more than eight times in the Super Bowl. But you saw that they play aggressive. And uh, Raheem Moser is not running for over 200 yards against that defense. I just can't see it. I just think it's a team that's better than their defensive stats would suggest, Kansas City. Yeah, their defense has gotten a lot better in the second half of the season, too. Those stats are kind of misleading because I don't think they played very well early in the year. They had some injuries on the defensive line uh, that, that affected them. But they've been a lot better. If you look at the numbers from, like, November on defensively, uh, they seem to have found something. So, you know, I think – I think they can they can stop the 49ers run game. It's going to be a question of can can Garoppolo do something in this game. Sure, they had those two games in the middle of the season against the Texans and the Colts where they got sort of trampled on the run, and that's pretty much what a lot of people remembered. But towards the end of the season, you know, like we're saying, the, the Chiefs defense has stepped up. Yeah, guys, I think this Super Bowl is going to be interesting because we have no idea. Like I said, this is going to be intriguing. It's going to be an elite defense versus – an elite offense, and the Chiefs score an electric rate. They average they, they average three minutes per scoring drive in that first half. They scored three touchdowns in just over nine minutes, so they could get it down the field quick. They don't really need to run the ball much. They don't run the ball much. Uh, Damian Williams has been okay, but he hasn't been great in the backfield. He's been more of a receiving back, so... Patrick Mahomes is he's a joy to watch, man. If you love the scoring and you love uh, these young quarterbacks, He's so fun to watch, and the 49ers' defense is fun to watch, how electric they are, how they attack the quarterback, and they're not going to make his life easy. We saw Mahomes, uh, his elusiveness in that 27-yard uh, touchdown that he had that was magically broke a couple tackles. He avoided going out of bounds. We're going to have to see him be elusive to this 49ers pass rush if they want a shot here in South Beach. Yeah, and the Chiefs' offense has so much speed. It's amazing watching them with uh, Tyreek Hill and even in Kelsey and – Hardman, like it's just it's amazing. You know, Mahomes is great, but he also has such great weapons to work with on that offense, and they're so fast. Um, you know, coming from watching the Jets all season, it's remarkable. I, I when I was at the Chiefs Texans game last week, I just couldn't get over the speed on the field and how much different it looked uh, than the team I covered. And that's kind of what the Jets need to do is go out and find some speed like that. Uh, and it's not not easy to do, but the Chiefs are so fast, and Mahomes is so electric that, like you said. They can just score so quickly. Uh, it's going to be interesting if they can do that in the Super Bowl. There might be some nerves, too, you know, in the Super Bowl. 
this is going to be the first time there uh, for a lot of them. Um, how do they handle that? Dave, do you see this game kind of being a shootout? Do you like, I mean, that over is very high. And listen, I inject overs in my veins all the time. I think I've bet one under all season. I'm a big over guy. You saw both overs hit in the AFC NFC championship. Unfortunately for me, the underdogs did not hit, which I thought the underdogs would, and they did not. I thought there was maybe a backdoor cover scenario in both games, but it didn't end up working out that way. This over's high. You said it's, what, 54? Do you, do you think it hits that? It's hard to believe that it wouldn't, you know, based on, you know, how quickly these teams can score. The 49ers have a good offense also. They actually have a better offense than the Chiefs if you just go by the yardage. They were two two yards better in the regular season than Kansas City. That's just a number. I wouldn't say they have a better offense than the Chiefs just from the eye test. The Chiefs, like you said, they can they can move the ball, matriculate the ball down the field very, very quickly. To, to, to use a Hank Stram term from the last time they were there. And, um, you know, the, the ref in this game is Bill Vinovich. He's historically a, an under-ref. The under is about 58% with him. But his, his one other Super Bowl that he was the head ref was Pat Seattle, and that did go over. Kaz, can you say you know the over-unders of certain officials? Dave is doing the dirty work here. Wow, that's good research. Good research. That's the guy who does the gambling pages every day in the New York Post. Kaz, you'll do a deeper preview next week, but it's hard not to look at these numbers and and look at uh, the excitement of the game. If you're a football fan, you love this. Take away any biases as a fan you may have. And we didn't even mention Andy Reid. I mean, the guy's never won a Super Bowl as a head coach. He's won an assistant. He went there with the Eagles and fell short. It just feels like this is the year for him. It feels like it's also that half-century mark. It's that 50-year mark since the Chiefs have been there and won. It just feels like that magical year where that explosive offense wins and Mahomes gets one, and we start to see these young quarterbacks take over as they get the uh, baton pass from the Bradys and the Mannings and the Ben Roethlisbergers and uh, those guys. It just it has that feel to it that this is Andy Reid and the Chiefs' year. I think it's just so refreshing, Jake, to have somebody different in the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, no offense to the Patriots fans out there, but it's been tiresome of the Patriots every year in the Super Bowl lately. And this is, you know, two teams, two new teams, new storylines. Uh, it's going to be fun to break it down uh, for the next two weeks and then to watch the game. Well, there's an, some interesting connections with the Chiefs and the Jets. Of course, the Chiefs got rid of uh, Bob Sutton as their defensive coordinator after that Patriots game in the playoffs last year, they brought in Spagnolo. There are also some other ex-Jets floating around on the Chiefs defense. They don't play big roles, but uh, Brian, Mike Pinnell and Mo Claiborne, Darren Lee, the long lost. Mike Pinnell has actually been playing the biggest role. He played because Chris Jones has been hurt. Uh, he and he stood out. He made a few big plays. Uh, yes, in the Sunday's game where they singled him out and they they referenced him on the broadcast. He's a big huge defensive tackle uh just a huge guy and he was here for a few years under Todd Bowles uh with the Jets and you know they liked him he was a tough guy uh they just you know they, they let him go a, a couple years ago and then Darren Lee and Mo Claiborne have both been inactive lately um you know they traded Darren Lee there if you remember the day Mike McCagden got fired he got fired like in the morning that night Adam Gase shipped Darren Lee to Kansas City for a six-round pick, I believe. So, but Lee hasn't. Lee played a little bit earlier in the season, but lately he's been active. I, so, I think he'll probably be inactive for the Super Bowl. But that'll be a storyline going in. And Mo Claiborne, the Jets let walk as a free agent after two years, 
And um, he's also been inactive a lot, so I don't know if he'll play in the Super Bowl. But, yeah, some some ex-Jets uh, hanging around Kansas City. And a guy who knows something, one or two things, or maybe even three. He's got three rings on his finger. Randy Cross. He knows a couple things about the Super Bowl with the 49ers. Like to welcome in now Randy Cross, three-time Super Bowl champion with the 49ers, host of the Randy Cross podcast. Randy uh, has to warm an offensive lineman's heart to see the way the 49ers won on Sunday with rolling up all those rushing yards with Raheem Mostert and only throwing the ball eight times. What, what did you think of, of the game on Sunday? Well, it kind of went as, as at least I expected. I, I'll be honest, I, I thought they might throw a few more times than eight, you know, maybe like 16 to 20. Um, which is sort of that magic sweet spot that um, Dallas had when they had Emmett Smith and Troy was the quarterback. But as good as that defense was playing and as an effective as effective as they were at moving the ball and getting points, you know they they really didn't need to from the passing side of the game. But uh, yeah, it was it, it was fun to watch. I'm really happy for that organization and especially those fans. Those fans have been through some rough stuff over the last handful of years. That's for sure. What did you think of the job that John Lynch did building this roster? You know, I, I made a comment this morning about it, sort of no point of reference and immediately got, well, social media being social media, um, a lot of opinions and uh, informational, um, you know, sort of pushback, you know, because I said, you win four games in 2018, in 2019, you're in the Super Bowl, and you've already won 15, that there wasn't much point of reference, and I was corrected on several occasions, Um, but I will have to point out, (laughs) there is no real point of reference. Now, the Rams, Granted, in 16, won, what, four or five games? And then two years later, they were in a Super Bowl. But we haven't seen this. Now, you went into the the season last year, and most people expected the Niners to be a playoff-type team. They had an ungodly number of injuries, which, you know, really stunted that kind of season completely. In fact, it stunted it to the point where they got the number two pick in the draft. So they've managed to go from the number two pick in the draft to the Super Bowl in, you know, less than 12 months. That's that's just incredible. But you have to remember, there's a reason all those defensive linemen were number one draft picks. There's a reason they've got offensive linemen and skill players that are either traded for from good teams or themselves were very high draft picks. They blew for quite a few years. And when you blow, <laughs> when you're that bad that often, you get a lot of really good picks. The the difference is when Shanahan and Lynch got there, uh, Jed York and that organization were smart enough to give them a six-year contract. And that rarely has happened before that and still doesn't happen since then. But that gave them that time to almost take their time, but they've, they went in and all in from the jump, and it's paid off like crazy. Yeah, patience is rare in the NFL <laughs> these days. Uh, like I said, I, I cover the Jets, and people were screaming for Adam Gase's head halfway through the season in his first year here. So it's rare when people have time to build it, and they, they've had some time uh, to get things on track. What, um, how, do you, how do you see the matchup with the Chiefs going? Obviously, the, the Chiefs' offense looks like it's rolling at a level we, you know, we haven't seen in a while. Um, how do you know the 49ers defense is great? How do you see that matchup going? Yeah, you know, at, at first blush, 
you want to kind of say, well, gee, it's just kind of like the Titans all over again. But, you know, not really, only because we know that, you know, Jimmy G and the rest of those skill players of San Francisco can do some pretty some pretty good work. Um, I, I think it's going to be a toe-to-toe score fest. Uh, I, I don't see Kansas City being that limited by San Francisco. I, I, I think they can probably hurt their pass, their running game pretty good. But, you know, pass defense-wise, Kansas City does so many different things. And Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy have put together – just a crazy it's a video offense it's 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 madden 2020 it's it's crazy what they do on the offensive side and as good as san francisco is you know i i personally think there's going to be 60 plus points scored in this super bowl it's not going to be another 13 to 3 defensive struggle like last yeah i think it'll be a little more entertaining than last year's game um, you think the 49ers are built to play from behind if they have to in this game? Because obviously Sunday's game, they got to such a big lead, and then they were able to just kind of grind it, play defense, and run the ball. What if what if they fall behind to Kansas City early? How will that you know work for the 49ers? Well, we know Kansas City's built that way. Um, I, I I think that offensive line is good enough. I think. Um, Kyle Shanahan has proven he can be innovative enough in his schemes and his formations and his personnel that if it was necessary, that they could function well. Uh, Garoppolo can throw the ball well. He still can fall prey to the old, you know, evangelist path. He can make 70,000 stand up and scream Jesus. Um, So, you know, in in a game like this, those kind of paths, can be pretty scarring <laughs> to a career. So he's going to have to avoid that, you know, but uh, you put the shoe on the other foot on the other foot and say, well, if San Francisco gets off to a good start, how much does it hinder Kansas city? And you got to say, well, not much because they've proven two weeks in a row that deficits don't bother them too much. Randy cross. You can follow him on Twitter at Randy cross FB and on Instagram at R cross 51, which really should be at food porn 51. Cause this guy posts some of the most iconic burgers and meals that I've ever seen. I salivate at your Instagram post sometimes Randy. And I'm worried that, uh, you're going to die early. Cause if you eat this stuff, you would, but, uh, <laughs> I would gladly die 20 years early if I could eat some of the things that you post. And I honestly do eat some things similar to that, but uh, Kyle Shanahan. I mean, does 28-3, and does that haunt him a little bit here? I mean, this is an important Super Bowl for these two teams. It's kind of redemption uh, for Shanahan, and it's redemption for Andy Reid because he's never won one as a head coach. Uh, preview that matchup for us and the two coaches kind of looking for that redemption story. Yeah, you know, I think it's absolutely correct, and, and Kyle Shanahan will hear about that 28-3 just infinitum over the last over the next two weeks it will be constant you know as will Andy Reid will hear about every failed playoff game every failed uh chance he's gotten he'll he'll hear all about that game you know in Jacksonville uh against the Patriots he'll hear every single facet of his career will be kind of exposed as will Kyle but you know you, you look at how they've learned from their mistakes and if you looked at Kyle Shanahan um, as an offensive coordinator, how different 
could you possibly ask? You know, the, 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 the Falcons were built as a passing team that could run and had a couple of really good running backs. But, you know, they had Julio Jones. They had, I mean, look at the talent they had on that football team. Well, you know, when they really needed to run the ball, they didn't. You can't say that about this, this football team. It's almost the opposite. You know, it's like you asked, can they throw the ball when they need to? That's that's really the question that's kind of out there when it comes to, to, to this offense. But that will be one of the subtexts um, when there's usually probably half a dozen major stories. That will be one of those six stories will be, you know, Shanahan and Reed. One of them will be, will be redeemed and the other one will be on the hamster wheel still. One uh, one storyline that's going to come up, not related directly to this game, but the two teams is going to be your old teammate, Joe Montana, Randy, because he played for the Chiefs at the end of his career. So this is kind of the Joe Montana Bowl. I know you were, you were retired by the time he went to Kansas City, but what was that like for you seeing him in a different uniform? Was it shocking when they traded him? Uh, just what were your reflections on him going to Kansas City and playing there? Yeah, you're happy for the guy because you knew he wanted to still play, but it just didn't look right. I mean, it it was a, that one moment, that Monday night game against Denver in Denver um, was classic Joe, but it just didn't look right because he was in that Kansas City uniform. But, you know, I remember I, I came from an era, I grew up in the, in the 60s and 70s. So, you know, great players, specifically quarterbacks playing other places was something that I had almost, assumed was something that happened all the time and and for many years it suddenly kind of stopped because guys didn't make that that extra jump at the last couple of years but as the money has come higher and higher and higher um not playing those extra second or two or three years to some guys just seems ridiculous so you know when i was a kid it was joe namath as the los angeles ram um yeah, early in my career, and heck, when I was in college and, and growing up, it was Johnny Unitas as a San Diego Charger. But Joe Montana as a Chief has uh, has a lot of great memories, and it also has a lot of uh, kind of scarring moments that I'm sure will also be picked at and re, re uh, rejuvenated. Yeah, I think Joe's going to get a lot of calls for the next two weeks. He'll probably be avoiding them, <laughs> but he's going to get a lot of calls from reporters about that about that now tom brady is the one now does he go to another another uniform because you know that's when people talk about brady i think about montana and the chiefs uniform it looked look just as strange if brady goes somewhere now yeah it sure will it sure will but you know what honestly um should it happen i don't think so you know you're either come back and play for them or just call off the jam it's not like he's 35 36 years old and missed a couple of years because of injury and has something to prove. What the hell has he got to prove? You know, at this point, there's outside of the fact that you really want to keep doing it and everybody wants to keep doing it, if you can do it, God bless them. Let them, let them give it a go. But you better be careful where you pick to go. Yeah, no, it's uh, it'll be incredible if he goes anywhere. You know, one thing I've heard – um, Randy, recently, you know, every Super Bowl, people say, oh, these teams are, you know, these are going to be great for years to come. And you can see teams, teams get to the Super Bowl and then fall off a lot more than the teams that, that go there every single year. Like, look, the Rams were, were built to last last year and they didn't make the playoffs this year. Do you think this 49ers team, though, do you think this is the start of a, a run here that they can, they can be a perennial Super Bowl team? Well, it's, it's, if it's got to do with youth and talent, 
you'd have to say, yeah. But, you know, remember, this was a team, like I said earlier, they were going to be a playoff contender or a Super Bowl contender last year. And you only have to look at the number of injuries and the number of bad breaks they got through the course of the 2018 season for a better point of reference as to, you know, what your fate is really judged by. That's why coaches and coaching is such a strange business because, you know, you can be a genius one year and the next year you're an absolute moron in people's opinion. And, you know, when you lose the people you lose off your, off your roster, either by free agency, retirement, or injury, you're, they're totally different teams. And this team potentially could be one of those type of, could be one of those type of teams that'll be around for five to 10 years. But anybody tell you that this is absolutely going to be the case hasn't paid much attention. All right, Randy. Well, I really appreciate you joining us. You can listen to Randy on the Randy Cross podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at Randy Cross FB. Randy, uh, enjoy the game in a couple of weeks. And really thank you for taking a, a couple of minutes here to talk to us about uh, 49ers Chiefs. All righty. My pleasure. Enjoy this last football game because it's about 220 days before we get another one. You play to win the game. That will do it for this episode of Gangs All Here with the New York Post. Thanks to our producer, Jake Brown, for making the show happen. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. You can find more Jets news by signing up for our daily New York Post sports newsletter and by visiting nypost.com. See you next Monday to preview the Super Bowl.